Over the next couple of days, I will drop an episode about things that we do that kills a relationship. Now, you can also use the teachings just to help you even if you're dating. There are some things that you can do regardless if you're in a relationship or dating that can literally change the course of that relationship. Stay tuned. Hi, and thank you for joining Dating While Black's radio podcast. Dating While Black was created to open real dialogue between the sexes in hopes that it will foster positive exchange and help cultivate our communities. The radio segments will address issues that relates to the world, our communities, relationships, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy this segment. Episode three of three, poor communication. We are cruising into the finale, episode three of three on relationship killers. Relationship Killers is a three-part series where I dedicate an episode to go over a specific topic relating to things that contribute to the demise of relationships and and courtships, right? I want you to know off top, there is a difference between poor communication and lack of communication, Okay, lack of communication is pretty much what that is. There is no real communication. Poor communication is when people don't have the necessary skills or desire to communicate in an effective way. This episode is about poor communication and not lack of communication. Okay, now I will tell you off the top, we all know how to communicate. Period. So if in your head you're saying I have a problem with communication or my partner or potential partner has an issue with with communication, it may be true that they may be challenged or maybe you're the culprit and you're challenged. But we are all adults here and we know how to communicate. Some people just do it better than others. Okay, so no one in this episode (laughs) gets a pass. No one does. We know how to communicate when we're at a restaurant and the food order is not correct. Now, we may make a decision to not send the food back to the kitchen for good reason, right? And some cases, it's it's a situation where you just need your money back. And while I'm speaking about money, we know how to speak up if we are overcharged for something. We don't have any problem problem with that. It doesn't matter how little it is. If you know or feel that you've been overcharged for a product, it only makes sense for you to speak up. That's effective communication, right? And in the world and land of receipts, we always try to make sure we understand correctly what is being told so we can get ready to read somebody. So listening plays a major part in communicating 
But people understand that and they communicate how they want to, when they want to, and whichever way they decide. Now, that doesn't mean that they communicate in the best way. And that's how we get to this topic of poor communication. Now, I can tell you this. There are several different components and I won't even go into those type of components like the right timing, tone, comfort level, eye contact. I'm we're, I'm not giving you a basic business or, you know, interpersonal communication type of lesson here. But what I will do in today's episode, I will share with you the difference between a bad communicator and a great communicator. I'll move on to uh, share with you three communication styles. They are There are several different ones, but these are the three top ones. And then as I go from, from that and talk about communication styles, I will then share with you some tips. So moving right into it. Now, I can tell you this. As far as the different type of communicators, we can agree that everyone has their own type of style, right? Some people are more vocal than others, while some people are more expressive, right? You can be vocal, but that doesn't mean you're really expressive or wordy, okay? Other people are pretty much straight to the point. They're direct. And then you have that category of people who just you know prefer not (laughs) prefer not to use as many words and sometimes prefer to depending on what the topic is prefer not to be in a long conversation especially when it comes to issues or drama now I'm going to hop into the type of communicators like I stated before there's bad and then there's great communicators right and I think of it as, you know, sometimes if you're at an event and you have an MC and they're a great host, they can read the room, they can work the crowd, right? But if you've ever seen it where there was two hosts, right? And the first host is great. They're comfortable. They're confident. They get a couple of laughs in from the crowd. Then you get the other, other host that isn't as comfortable, They don't connect with the crowd. They're there. They aren't flowing there. They're stumbling over their words. There's different type of communicators, communication styles and the effectiveness that comes with it. So two types of communicators, the the bad communicators, when it comes to relationship, I'll give you five things. Number one, they shy away from. Number one, they shy away from addressing issues. Like they literally run to the hills. They don't want to deal with any any type of perceived issues, problems, or drama. Number two, they are so quick to move on to the next topic, right? They, again, they're trying to avoid the situation. They And they may talk about it. They don't want to talk about it long. They, they want to move to, to something that's lighter. Okay. Number three, a lot of bad communicators, they don't want to take accountability at all. 
they 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 either understand what they've done if it's something that they've done no matter how big or small it is but they do not want to take accountability or they'll take it but you got to twist their arm for them to acknowledge it that's number three number four they are often not interested nor do they do they see the value of working on issues They just want to move it under the rug. They don't want to do the work because doing the work requires constant, constant communication about the issue, right? You can't build a house with a couple of contractors and no one's talking to each other. So they, they don't really want to, you know, do the hard work. They're not interested. They'd rather, you know, move on and hope it doesn't, that issue doesn't resurface. And number five, it kind of just lends to the fact that they really do not know how to. They don't have the skills. Just imagine having a job in which you have to deal with math all day, right? And it pays the bills, but you don't like math. But this happens to be a job that you got, that you need, right? It pays the bills, but you have to do math. And you just be like, you know, I, just, I don't want to do math. <laughs> so you do it because you got to, right? But anything that's a complex mathematical equation or problem, you kind of like drag your feet at it and hope somebody else picks it up. Okay? It's not having the skills to actually be successful. So number five I, I was the skills. So I'll recap those again. They shy away from addressing issues or they'll address them, which is number two, but want to quickly move on to something else. They'll say, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. And they want to move on. Don't give an opportunity to talk about anything other than the next topic. Number three, they don't want to take accountability. They may apologize, but they don't want to. Maybe you got to twist their arm to take accountability or to even acknowledge it. That's number three. They don't want to take accountability. Number four, even if they do all of that, they're not interested in doing the work to help move past it. They want to get past it. They don't want to talk about the issue anymore. If it, if it is an issue, no matter how big or small it is, but if it causes a problem that needs real work, they don't want to work on it. And number five, that all leads to them not having the skills. So that's bad communicators. Good communicators are, and I have, I believe this is six. They have a way with words. They're great at communicating and expressing their, their feelings. Not only are they have a way with words, number two, they are comfortable with expressing their disappointments. They're also good at expressing the disappointments of others. Okay. Number three, they often want others to do the same, meaning they're open to people providing criticism, regardless of the type of response that they get. Number four, they try not to offend others, right? But understand that their words may reveal some unpleasant emotions. They don't want to be offensive, 
right? That, 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 that's not their goal. That's not their ang- angle. They're not trying to fight. But they understand that when they communicate, that they may get a little bit of backlash that they really, really prefer not to. But it doesn't stop them from communicating. Okay. Number five, they seek healthy relationships. They understand the importance that good communication plays in relationships. And since they are aware, last one is they notice quickly when a communication issue is present. So recap have a way with words and not only they're good with words number two they're comfortable with expressing their feelings number three they often want others to do, to do the same right but they're not naive to the fact that this may cause some type of you know having an uncomfortable conversation number four they try not to offend others they they try not to offend others number five they seek healthy relationships and number six they notice quickly their their super super heightened senses will tell them whether or not there's a communication issue that arises in their in their uh, relationship. So those are the difference between a person that is a, has good communication skills, another person that uh, has an area of I would say an area of opportunity to improve on. Now there are more than three communication styles depending on what site you you look at. Uh, but today I am only going to share three. Number one, assertive. The assertive communication style works for a lot of people, you know, to each their own. But assertive communication by definition is a style in which an individual clearly states their opinions and feelings and firmly advocate for their rights and needs without violating the rights of others. I'll repeat that again. Assertive communication is a style in which individuals clearly state their opinions and feelings and firmly advocate for their rights and needs without violating the rights of others. The second style is passive communication style. Passive communication style is a style in which individuals have developed a pattern of avoiding expressing their opinions or feelings, protecting their rights, and identifying and meeting their needs. As a result, passive individuals do not respond overtly to hurtful or anger-inducing situations. I'll repeat that again. Passive communication is a style in which individuals have developed a pattern of protecting their rights and identifying and meeting their needs by avoiding expressing their opinions and feelings. As a result, passive individuals do not respond overtly to hurtful or anger-inducing situations. And number three, the third communication style is aggressive. Aggressive communication is a style in which each, in which individuals express their feelings and communications and advocate for their needs in a way that violates the rights of others. Thus, aggressive communicators are very verbal and or physically abusive. 
I'll repeat that again. Aggressive communication style is a style in which individuals express their feelings and opinions and advocate for their needs in a way that violates the rights of others. Thus, aggressive communicators are verbally and or physically aggressive. Now, this all comes from University of Kentucky website. Um, they go over four basic styles of communication. Today, I went over three. Now, I will say I do appreciate scholars and education, but I do take one issue with the definition that was provided for aggressive communication. And that is the part where it states that thus aggressive communications are verbally and or physically abusive. I know of, of aggressive communicators that are not verbally nor physically abusive. So I just I found it kind of strange that they stated that they are either verbal or physical. I do believe that they can be verbally abusive as well as physically abusive, but I don't think that is the case for everyone in that particular spectrum. Okay, so those are three relationship styles, communication styles, okay? Now, I'm going to give you some tips on communication and then wrap it up with consequences. So here are some tips. Number one, it's always important to remember not to take things personal. I know it's easier said than done, but... On both sides of the coin, regardless of your communication style, regardless if you consider yourself a great communicator or not, taking things personal can change the tone and the trajectory of a relationship. Okay, It can change the way you react to a person and the way that you move. So try not to, when it comes to communicating, especially things that are sensitive, to be open and willing and ready to listen to your partner or the person that you're dating in order to truly understand where they're coming from, okay? Number two, do not worry about being offensive, especially if you're speaking up for yourself or sharing something that you are feeling or something that you need clarity on. Number three, try to communicate and offer transparency now we can communicate but if we aren't fully transparent sometimes we can leave the other party wondering where did all this come from now transparency and communication often looks like being open to share a backstory or a reason why certain things may have triggered you or disappointed you Number four, also make sure that you're speaking at the the best time, the most opportune time. If it's a topic that may cause um, your partner to be upset and you know they're getting ready to do a presentation, times like that is probably not a good time (laughs) to bring things up, right? So make sure that you are paying attention to the timing, uh, sometimes having conversations right before they go to work or late at night when that personally has, you know, a short time to sleep is, is not good, especially if you think it may result into an argument. Okay, 
So I try to say never go to bed angry at each other. The next one, number four. Oh, I'm actually at number five. Be willing to heal and make take the steps to heal if it is due to baggage or past issues that you've experienced either as a result of your dealings with this person or someone else be willing to do the work to figure out why certain things may be triggering you to see whether or not what you can do to help ease your issues concerns or pains or the trauma that you may have caused to others on that same token take responsibility for your own actions it's so easy to communicate and share things that someone has done, but also be willing and open and understand that there are, that you aren't perfect either. Pay attention to your tone. Sometimes things should not take place over text message, right? But in definitely in the case of when you're in person with the person, like face to face, Pay attention to your tone because your tone can really and truly change how the or the direction that the conversation will go to. Avoid using passive aggressive or manipulation tactics. We're all adults. We see what those things are and is is somewhat is can be somewhat offensive to people if they understand what you're doing. No one wants to be manipulated or played with. Lastly, consequences. The lack of communication leads to, excuse me, lack of good communication or poor communication leads to hurt feelings, right? A person can begin to feel unimportant or not significant. Assumptions, number two, people draw conclusions. If, if the communication isn't there and, you know, you guys aren't seeing eye to eye and tempers are are at an all-time high and emotions are just all over the place you can kind of see how this is going communication isn't the way it is maybe you've stopped talking for a couple of days or the last communication you guys were at, at each other's throats people can start feeling a little bit insecure of where the relationship is for good reason and people start to assume or draw conclusions when you do not effectively communicate it is easy to lose accountability. If you're not communicating effectively, you can even lose the desire to be transparent. You know, miscommunication is also a consequence. People begin to misinterpret, right? And it leads to, in some cases, people reacting based off of something they interpreted incorrectly. And if you guys aren't communicating effectively, then you guys are basically two ships passing each other, right? All of this is a breeding ground for contempt, revenge, which breeds insecurity and resentment. These small things turn into big things and often ruins relationships and people often, often decide to walk away. Being able to communicate is the window to a bright and promising future in dating as well as in relationships. It gives you an idea whether or not you and this person can really and truly mesh together and continue on the path of a healthy relationship 
Effective communication allows you to see the person for who you are, who they are. They can see you as well. You can make the decision whether or not you guys should part and go other ways. Okay. Be on the lookout for partners making jokes or jokingly sharing concerns. Maybe they're uncomfortable with being direct. Now that falls under someone being passive or doing passive aggressive tactics in order to express their discomfort. Be on the lookout for mood changes uh, after a certain type of action or activity. Be open. Challenge your partner to communicate and also be willing and open to listen. Be on the lookout if you find yourself feeling uneasy about sharing your feelings or concerns or issues. This may be a learned behavior because of previous attempts to communicate discomfort or uncomfortable situations with your partner resulted in you feeling like it's not worth it. So if you're feeling yourself a little bit uneasy about communicating things, either because of past experience with your partner or the person that you're dating or your own personal baggage. Also notice if your partner wants to or decides to always change the subject to avoid discussions that are important that needs to be had. A person truly mature will be willing to partake in a healthy relationship and they will make the effort to ensure that you are clear in their intentions, comfortable in sharing your feelings, and they will exercise transparent communication. Remember, it takes two. To get more in-depth coverage about this topic and others in a full-length form, become a subscriber by going to datingwhileblackpodcast.com and click on subscription. See you on the other side.